the Dean Obidala Show on Sirius XM Progress. Welcome back to the Dino Obadala Show. Okay, so we know there's a lot of scandal in D.C. There's a new Trump scandal every day, it feels like. And we know there are scandals around the country. And, it's try- and it is hard to keep up with them. But there's one that I, 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 I want to talk about tonight because it has everything in it. Like, it is rancid. It, it, and so I've asked uh, – the, the way I found out about it is I saw it on Twitter, of course, um, and uh, I saw Sean King retweeting Tennessee Holler, so I had to check out the Tennessee Holler, and they've done a great job exposing the work, the, the, the under what is happening in Tennessee. And I'm really glad that Justin Canoe could join us tonight to talk about this. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thanks for having me. Um, always ready to talk about the rancidity of Tennessee. Well, I like, I was trying to, as, 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 as I was as I knew you were coming on, I was like, how do we even begin with this one? Why don't we start with some of the key players? Let's go back to, um, uh, what happened with Justin Jones, who's an activist. Justin Jones, a young activist, he's at Vanderbilt Divinity School, was really pushing the uh, speaker to remove some uh, Confederate statues from the uh, State House, right? That was kind of one yeah. of the beginnings. So t- let's start there and let's just lay it out and then tell us along the way about Glenn Casada, the speaker, and his and his really uh, uh, kind of notorious aide, Cade Cawthon. So, sure, the, the Justin Jones of it all starts with there is a bust of Nathan Bedford Forrest, the first grand wizard of the KKK, featured prominently in the state capitol. It's still sitting there today. It's an issue, obviously, as you might expect, for a lot of people, especially people of color. It looks down at them as they walk in and out of the state legislature, and it's a sore spot. So, Justin Jones is a young Vanderbilt divinity student. He has been passionately speaking out against it, along with a bunch of other students of color and students in general throughout the legislative session and even before this one. Uh, Speaker Glenn Cassida is the newly elected speaker. This was his first session. He happens to also be my state representative, and he has not been willing to talk to Justin and his crew. And so, Justin, they would show up, they would pray in the state capitol, they would, you know, sing, they would sit, they would basically just do everything they could to shine a light on the fact that the first grand wizard of the KKK has a bust in the state capitol in Tennessee. So that's how this all sort of starts. Uh, I I can keep going for you if you want, but basically – Yeah, sorry. No, yeah, so that's how it starts. Yeah. And then there was an interaction between Justin Jones and the speaker, and um, that that's when it kind of, that's when things kind of really blew up because they were the 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 speaker and his aides wanted to press charges against him. He got a stay away order, and right. and then that's when things got really messed up. And, and like this is when it starts to be like this sounds like a bad movie. Um, so t- walk us through it a little bit. It's either a bad movie or a good movie, yes, but it definitely doesn't feel like real life. <laughs> So Justin got frustrated. He had been told by Cassidy's aide, Kate Cawthorn, that he was getting the emails wrong, that he was spelling capital wrong in the email, which he wasn't. I've seen the email, so they lied to him. 
And then his frustration boiled over when Cassidy was walking through the lobby one day and Justin threw an iced tea into an elevator that Speaker Cassidy was in. And he, he will tell you Justin's a good guy. He, he, his temper's got the best of him. He wouldn't do that again if he, if he could. He regrets it. They filed charges against him. They filed an assault charge. He was arrested. He was told to stay away from the Capitol, issued a no-contact order, basically saying you can't reach out to Speaker Cassidy at all. And a few days later, he didn't. And a few days later, he got a notice from the DA saying that his bond had been revoked because of an email he sent to Cassidy, which he knew he hadn't done. So there is an email with a date, March 1st, that essentially makes it look like Justin Jones reached out to Speaker Cassida, but the email that he originally sent was February 25th. So the question became, did Speaker Cassida's office frame him to get him locked up? And then along with that came some extremely racist text messages from Speaker Cassida's chief of staff, Kate Cothran, using the N-word, saying that black people are idiots. And so... These two things came out all at once, and it became a really big deal. As you can imagine, people were outraged. Speaker Cassidy said that the text messages were fake, and he then called the credibility of Phil Williams, the reporter, into question. The backdrop of all of this is that Speaker Cassidy had also been propping up a guy named Rep. David Byrd, who is essentially a a – I don't I want to be careful how I say this. He's been accused by three women of molesting them in high school and apologized on tape to one of them. And Speaker Cassidy not only didn't ask him to step down, he promoted him to chair of an education subcommittee. So that gives you an idea of what kind of guy that we're dealing with. So we've got child sex abuse. We've got racism. We've got the Klan. We've got framing a, a civil rights activist. And then since then, it's been a drip, drip, drip of all kinds of things. Like, for instance, Speaker Cassidy himself, participating in extremely lewd sexist text conversations with Kate Cothran about like 18 year old girls and speaker Cassidy using campaign funds to go out partying with every single night. Now around here in Tennessee, our favorite show isn't game of Thrones. It's the six o'clock news with Phil Williams because every single day there's something new that comes out that Phil Williams has. And Phil Williams, what he does is around three o'clock, he tweets a ticking clock. So you know to tune in at 6 o'clock to see what he's got next. So it's been an incredible whirlwind. Uh, Speaker Cassidy has lost the support of a number of prominent Republicans, such as the governor has said that if you work for him, he'd ask him to step down, the lieutenant governor, the former governor, uh, Bill Haslam, a number of other Republicans have said that he should step down, at least from his speakership. But Glenn Cassidy, like our president, doesn't have a lot of shame. So, you know, he's not going to voluntarily walk away. And he's, he's been trying to stick it out. He's, he's grown this, like, protest beard ever since the session ended. And, uh, and it's, it's been a pretty contentious thing. So it's been a, a whirlwind. We've, we've had a hard time paying attention to what's going on in D.C. because we've had so much stuff going on here. Again, it's just like you just can't make it up. Now, no, Bill Lee, the governor, is a Republican. Um, yes. The state Senate is Republican controls, like, 27 to 5. And your House, there, which, of which Cassidy is the speaker, is a – the margin is 73 Republicans to 26 Democrats. This is a Republican-controlled state. Super and this is one of the leading yeah. Republicans in the state. Now, the right. top eight, that top chief of staff, the chief of staff has been fired, right, or resigned. He's gone. He, he did resign, staff. yes. One of the things that got him knocked out was it came out in the text messages that he had been doing cocaine in the office during work hours. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that was one of the house, stories. In the state house, right? Yes, in the legislature, in the offices at 10:38 in the morning, 
just did a gram of cocaine in my office was one of the texts. Oh. And, and, and then he went on to be the chief of staff to one That's of right. the most powerful people in the state. Making $200,000 a year for a three-month session. Wow. And, of course, you know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but there, So I checked today because I knew yeah. we had talked, we had emailed that you're coming on. So there's this. This, this, we, there is one more piece of this, and this is something that um, is now out that they've, a special prosecutor has been named to invest to investigate this this case with Justin Jones and the speaker. Um, his name he's he's uh, he's from um, Craig North Northcott, who's from yes. Coffee County. Um, tell us what you reported on him today. The guy who's supposed to be investigating, so <laughs> right? So the big issue right now is, was this email discrepancy a coincidence? Was it an IT problem or was it falsified? Because of all the stuff, the racist text, the sexist text, the biggest thing is if they tried to frame this guy and get him thrown in jail because that's, that's prosecutable, that's a crime, and that's, you know, that's the headline here. So we tried to get to the bottom of, okay, where is this case? Who's looking into it? Who is doing the, the, the legwork here? It turns out the DA in Nashville, Glenn Funk, has recused himself because they were the recipients of the email. It then went to a basically umbrella group that assigned a special prosecutor, which is a DA from another county. So we went looking at that guy. That guy's name is Craig Northcott. When we found that out, somebody gave us a tip. You should look at this Facebook conversation that Northcott had had. Northcott had had a lengthy Facebook conversation with the head of the Young Republicans in Coffee County, basically saying that Islam is evil, saying that uh, it's, that Muslims, it's, it's like the KKK. He equated it with the KKK, essentially, and he basically said some extremely Islamophobic things, which is concerning considering not that Justin Jones is a Muslim, but he's a civil rights advocate. He fights for minorities, and it's, it's just a concerning thing to have a naked Islamophobia coming from a guy who's going to be in charge of a civil rights activist investigation. So that came out today. Uh, we've had some Muslim leaders in the state speaking out about it. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not sure what action Justin's going to take. He also had said that he believed that NFL players kneeling for the anthem was an attack on Christianity. And he says that there's no such thing as constitutional rights, only rights given to us by the one true God. And he's the district attorney in charge of this case. So, you know, it's, Anybody that lives here in Tennessee is not surprised by that, but it doesn't make it any less of a story. Right, right. It's it it just feels like um, if you're seeking justice, this is not someone you want investigating. I mean, it just it just doesn't seem like a good idea. Um, That's correct. So, but I think I think that that like let, let let's let's reiterate the point about what the investigation is because they were really trying to because. Justin Jones sent an email February 25th, and that was before kind of the um, the uh, stay away order. I know there's a, probably another term for it, but that was basically the email he sent was before. So then the, uh, the the speaker's office forwarded information to the district attorney in Nashville that indicated he had sent an email March 1st, which was after the date. It's actually worse than that. Violation. It's actually worse than that. He didn't, he didn't forward the email. He printed it out and yeah. sent a screenshot of the printout with a different date. So 
So it, it, it's much shadier. It feels shadier than, than even yeah. just forwarding the email because then yeah. there were emails from Phil Williams, the reporter, saying, uh, what's going on with this? And they just didn't respond to him for a long time. And then the IT department has now come out to say, well, here's we held the email, but the email was a reply, and other people got it. And so it's just somebody needs to get in there, and this shouldn't be a difficult thing to do. Somebody needs to get in there and look at the forensics from a technology perspective and say, okay, yes, this is what happened, this is what didn't happen, because the IT department at the legislature, and basically everybody at the legislature, serves at the behest of Speaker Cassida. So to have their IT department tell us what happened, if nobody's going to buy that because this guy has lied, this guy lied to my face. One of the one of the parts of the story that I kind of left out was uh, because of Speaker Cassida's support for that child sex abuse situation and, and uh, Rep. Byrd, who admitted on tape that he had done this stuff. I went and talked to him and, and recorded him on tape, and he lied to my face saying that he had met with these victims and he hadn't. So Speaker Cassida has played fast and loose with the truth many times at this point, and nobody's going to take his word for it. So we need a real investigation, and what we found out today from District Attorney Northcott makes us question whether or not we're going to get it. You know, um, Justin, when I hear this story and I was reading it, and it's it's one of these things that um, Republicans have so much power in that state, and obviously the speaker, he's got a three-to-one margin, and, and they control they control it all. It just get you get the sense that they fit, you know that saying absolute power corrupts absolutely. He just yep. feels like there are no ramifications for his bad behavior, and really he's he's still the speaker after all of this. So far he is. There's a meeting on Monday where the Republican caucus is coming together. I'm not sure what they're voting on. I'm not sure what they're going to do. They may just vote to censure him, which is really kind of doing nothing. But what I will tell you is this. I've heard from a lot of Republicans who are disgusted by this, and that's what it's going to take to change all this. All of the things that we're talking about, we're not having policy debates about Medicaid, about vouchers. This is all really sick stuff that should not be partisan. You know, sexism, racism, child sex abuse, fraud, lying, these are all should be bipartisan issues. And I think there are enough Republicans out there that feel that way, too, that we at least have a shot of seeing something change around here. I know I'm not going to put my money on it. I'm not betting the house on it, but I do think that there are enough prominent Republicans speaking out that there's reason for hope. Well, I mean, if if this if the, if the accumulation of all of this stuff doesn't do it, um, you know what will? And then right. and then of course, you know, we'll see if in fact there are criminal charges because setting this this kid up. I mean, that really that was one of the things that just really pissed me off too. I mean, the way they set this kid up, and really, luckily that there's a media in your state that was vigilant and that figured it out. And what's the reporter's name again? Because I keep seeing his name. His name is Phil Williams and definitely not somebody you want to mess with. Yeah. Who does he work with? What, what else? What else? Ch- Channel five. <clears throat> Channel five is Phil Williams. And pretty much when Speaker Cassidy decided to call him a liar, that's when this whole thing took on a life of its own. And he has literally had a report about Speaker Cassidy every single night for the past two weeks, ever since he said that. So that was not his, his, best decision 
it shows you the the import of uh, local media and local yeah. media who understand what they're up against. And also, I think, shows the import of the work you're doing at the Tennessee Holler, you know, amplifying it, getting it out so people like me can see it and people like Sean King and that, um, you know, you're and you're doing your own investigations. And clearly you've got you've gotten some good sources. I've been watching over the past few weeks that if people are leaking things to you, it just That's shows right. the importance of all of this kind of media and the role it plays and try to hold people accountable. It's essential. It really is. And especially to have independent outlets that aren't serving the master of, you know, having to worry about access. We didn't start the holler to make friends. We didn't start the holler to, you know, end up at, at, at functions with these legislators. We did it to hold them accountable. So, you know, I hope that outlets like this get support all throughout the country and, you know, find one near you and, and get behind it and help them out. And it's really a, a, a outlet for the people and by the people. We get tips from people because we can't be everywhere. So we've sort of told people you're the holler too. If you see something, videotape it, you know, make them a part of the process. It's really important. And it's the, it's the Tennessee Holler, H-O-L-L-E-R. You can find them on Twitter at the TN Holler. And uh, really, <laughs> literally, you're, I have to check a couple times a day just to make sure I haven't missed anything because <laughs> – well, good. Yeah, it's really – it's great stuff and great reporting. I'm really glad you could take the time to talk to us tonight, uh, Justin. You're on Twitter, too, at Can- Canoe. That's how I'm spelling it right, K-A-N-E-W. Is that how you say your last, spell, say your last name? Canoe, just like the boat, at Canoe is, yeah. is on Twitter. And I really appreciate you having me on here tonight. Thank you for, for doing this. Yeah, I really appreciate the work you're doing. Thanks so much for joining us tonight on the Dean Obadala Show. Keep it up. And uh, everyone, seriously, follow the TN Holler because this story is – it's got a ways to go and it's not over yet. And uh, keeping the spotlight on really great work. Thank you, Justin. Good to talk to you. Thank you. All right. Good night. Uh, this is Joe Sedbay here on the Dean Overdollar show here on Sirius XM progress. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. The Dean Overdollar show. 